0: Hello everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Firstly, I am Ian. I am from English Literature major. And right now, I want to tell a story under the title The Story of an Howard. Let's begin. Knowing that Mrs. Mallard was afflicted with heart trouble. Great care was taken to break to her as gently as possible the news of her husband's death. It was her sister, Justine, who told her in broken sentence. felt hints that revolved in hope counseling, her husband friend, Richard, was there too. Near her it was he who had been in the newspaper office when intelligence of the railroad disaster was received. With Brantley Mallard's name leading the list of kill, he had only taken the time to assure himself of the truth by a second telegram, and had hastened to forestall any less careful, less tender friend in bearing the said message. She did not hear the story as many women have heard the same. With a polarized ability to accept its significance, she wept at once with sudden world abandonment in her sister arms when the storm of grief had spent itself she went away to her room alone she would help no one follow her there stood facing the open window a comfortable roomy armchair into this she sang Pressed down by a physical exhaustion that haunted her body and seemed to reach into her soul. She could see in the open square before her house, the tops of trees there were all carved with the new spring life. The delicious breath of rain was in the air. In the street below, a peddler was crying his words. The notes of a distant song, with some one was singing, recite her faintly. And countless sparrows were twittering in the eaves. There were patches of blue sky showing her and there too the clouds that had met and felt one above the other in the west facing her window. She sat with her head thrown back upon the cushion of the child. Quite motionless, except when a sob came up into her throat and shook her, as a child who has cried itself to sleep continues to sob in its dreams. She was young, with a fine, calm face whose lines bespoke repression and even certain strength. But now there was a dull star in her eyes whose gaze was fixed away of yonder on one of the specks of blue sky. It was not a glance of reflection, but rather indicated a suspicion of intelligence. There was something coming to her and she was waiting for it. For Fully, what was it? She didn't know. It was too subtle and elusive to name, but she felt it creeping out of the sky, racing toward her throat, the sound, the skin, the color that filled the eye. Now her bosom rose and fell tumultuously. She was beginning to record this thing that was approaching to possess her, and she was striving to beat it back with her will, as powerless as her two white, slender hands would have been. When she abandoned herself, a little whisper would escape her sadly parted lips. She sighed it over and over under the breath. Free, free, free! That vacant stare and the look of terror that had followed in went from her eyes. They stayed keen and bright her pulse beat fast, and the crossing blood warm and relaxed every inch of her body. She did it now. Stop to ask, it is were or were not a monstrous joy that hold her. A clear and exalted perception enabled her to dismiss. The suggestion is trivial. She knew that she would weep again when she was the kind, tender hands folded in tight, the face that had never looked safe with love open her face and cry and died. But she was beyond the bitter moment—a long procession of her of years to come that would belong to her absolutely. And she opened and spread her arms out, the, them in welcome. There would be one left for during those coming years. She would live for herself. There would be no. Powerful will bending hers in that blind persistence with which men and women believe that have a right to impug a private will, open and fellow creature, a kind intention or a cruel intention made the act no less and crime as she looked. Open it, it when brave moment of illumination and yet she had loved him sometimes. Often she had not. What it is matter? What could love? The unsolved mystery count for the face and disposition of Sir Self assertion which she suddenly recognized and she strong impulse of her being free body and soul free she kept whispering just pain was cleaning before the closed door with her lips the keyword imploring for this lois open the door i beg open the door you will make yourself ill what are you doing lois for heaven's sake open the door. Go away. I'm not making myself ill. No, she was drinking in a very elixir of life through that open window. Her fancy was running riot along those days ahead of her, spring days and summer days and all short of day that would be her own. She breathed a quiet Prayer and life might be long. It was only yesterday she had to work with a shudder that life might be long. She arose at length and opened the door to her sister importunities. There was a fairy face Stream in her eyes, and she cried herself unwittingly, like a goodness of victory. She clasped her sister's wise and together they descended the stairs. Richard stood waiting for them at the bottom. Someone was opening the front of with a lock key. It was Brandley Mallard who entered a little travel stein, crying and his gripsack and umbrella he had been far from the scene of the accident and did not even know there had been one he stood amazed and just spent placing cry at richard's quite motion to screen him from the view of his wife when the doctor came, they said she had died of her disciple, of the child that kills okay maybe not here thank you for listening my podcast goodbye